That was awesome, huh? Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, how many can relate to calling their dads for anything? Or if you have a spiritual father or grandfather calling them for anything, I can. The other day I um, texted Robert James. I think I said, our dishwasher is broken. Who can fix it for me? He's like, I don't know. Are you coming over to swim or not? <laughs> Sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> um, but um, my name is John Garrity, and I'm so thankful that you guys joined us this morning again. Um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers, grandfathers, spiritual fathers, spiritual grandfathers. Um, I think that that is a blessing uh, when you have spiritual fathers or grandfathers involved in your life as well. Is that okay? Rumbling a little. <laughs> um, last week, Luke talked about being restored. And if you haven't heard that sermon, I encourage you to go to, uh, go to our YouTube. Sometimes my Wisconsin accent comes out a little bit when I'm nervous. Is it okay? Okay, I just feel the stage vibrating. <laughs> um, anyways, um, he was talking about being restored and what the Bible teaches about that. The scripture that he read from was John 10, 1 through 21. And he talked about the good shepherd and, and how Jesus gave his sheep abundant life. How the shepherd sacrificed his life for his sheep. How the shepherd knows his sheep intimately. And how he always wants to expand his sheepfold. He wants to multiply. And God wants to heal us from the inside out. Amen. So today I want to share about the Father Heart of God. And this is part two of um, Restored. How do I get this to go up? Oh, there. Okay. All right. So this is our second uh, lesson about being restored. And today I'm going to talk about the Father Heart of God. What it means to sit at the Father's table. So my question to you this morning is, what's the first thing that pops in your mind when I say the word Father? Just think about it for a little bit. What's the first thing that pops in your mind? I want to invite you on a journey to discover the love of the Father and how you can be restored multi uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually at the Lord's table. And when I say the Lord's table, I'm referring to having communion with Jesus, spending time with him, kind of like what we did this morning when Mike led us through the Lord's, ta uh, the Lord's table of communion, spending time with God. The Bible teaches us that God is revealed in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's God's intentions that we would have a personal relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is an amazing thing that when God becomes more than just a word, um, and it's just a, more than a word to us. I'm going to rephrase that. It's an amazing thing that God, when God becomes more to us than just a word. Many of you know my story, and I um, know that I grew up in the church. Uh, in fact, when our church doors were open at our church building, my whole family was there. Uh, my grandparents, myself, my sister, and my parents. Uh, I was a really good kid growing up. 
and I was thinking about that. I always tell my kids, I was a really good kid growing up, you know, um, until I turned 14, and then I became really rebellious with my attitude. <laughs> but that's another story for another time. Um, I remember one Sunday night, we had a special speaker come to our church, and all the kids sat in the adult service as well. I remember listening to this man and his wife teach about Jesus and how they were talking about how to have a real relationship with him and what it could look like for everyone who desired it. At the end of the teaching, they invited everyone up for prayer, and I was extremely shy and quiet growing up. I was in third grade, and uh, for me to go up in front of everyone and ask for prayer was unheard of. Um, so you can tell you've come a long way. <laughs> I think during, with aging, that helps too. You become more confident in yourself, <laughs> in my case. Um, I felt a stirring in my heart, and I knew I needed to go up and have someone pray for me. When I received prayer that night, my walk with God took a complete um, turnaround. I actually felt the presence of God and the Holy Spirit in my body. For eight, years of, for eight years of my life, I had no clue about the spiritual world that existed until I committed my entire life to Jesus. And it's hard to explain, but I felt a difference at the age of nine. The next day, I was so excited about it, I went to school, and I told all my friends about my experience that I encountered with God on recess. <laughs> I was waiting for the like, perfect opportunity. Why can't I tell my friends? <laughs> Um, I remember it, too. They thought I was crazy. They didn't understand what I was telling them, how I physically felt the presence of Jesus in my life. And, um, but I didn't care. I, I wasn't shy about it. I just shared what my experience was and how I felt and how I felt the presence of God. And I felt like I was adopted into God's family. And I was excited about that. And I was excited to tell everyone during recess. After we were done with that conversation, we just carried on to the monkey bars. But that um, picture always came to my mind, how courageous I was. Can anybody relate to that when you have, a, when you have an experience with God and you can share it with people? Yeah, I think that takes courage. So our journey and our relationship with God starts with Jesus. Some of us come to Jesus through a long process, while others experience it. Um, immediately and with immediate changes once you meet Jesus the Holy Spirit is also there you are welcomed into a family you are adopted into God's family emotional physical spiritual healing can take place in these settings God also wants to use you personally in these settings God wants to use you to pray with others and talk to people about God and if you're not sure how to pray, I would encourage you, um, if you want to pray for others and you're not sure, like, where do I even start, a good place to go would be um, the book of Luke, chapter 11, 1 through 13. And this is a demonstration of Jesus praying for people, and he's modeling it to his disciples. They are, they, in this um, text, he even um, is encouraging his disciples to learn how to pray. He's teaching them how to pray. So if you are interested in learning how to pray for people, read Luke 11, 1 through 13. 
Last, last week, Luke also talked about the spirit world, or the supernatural world, and how God wants to use us to speak to others, and just to be obedient. When he speaks to you, he wants us to be obedient. That night I received prayer as a child. I started to understand that God wanted to speak to me, and for me to tell others about him. And that was at the age of nine. So I'm going to read from the Gospel of John, John 1. 1 through 5, and then 9 through 14, if you would follow with me. In the beginning, the word, the word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. He, he one who is the true, he is the one who is tr the true light, who gives light to everyone, who is coming into this world. He came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believe in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with the physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but the birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. Um, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And in this passage, it talks about how Jesus is life. Verses 9, um, and that's what happened to me. The light of Jesus came into life, and it changed me. Verse 10, um, it says that, uh, verse 10, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. And there's pain in that verse. And then verse 11, he came to his own people, and even they rejected him. Even the Jewish people, Jesus' own people, didn't recognize him. They rejected him. Verse 12, I want to encourage you to highlight that. Highlight that verse. I'll read it again. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. We are all children of God. When we come to believe in Jesus, we become children of God. Every one of us, made in his image, are divinely grafted into his family. And we start this process of what God designed each and every one of us for. What did he design us for? What did he design you and I for? This is the whole principle of growing in Jesus as we discover our destiny. In verse 13, this grows us into this new family, the journey that we are on. It's a journey of discovering the Father's unique individual destiny that he has for each of us. For us to discover this, we need to understand what it looks like to be a child of God. What it looks like to navigate the Father's purpose for us. What is the Father's purpose for your life right now? And it can change as we get older. Just be open to it. In verse 14, the purpose of God sending Jesus was that the Bible, the eternal word, became a living person. Just imagine the kingdom of God walking around on a Monday morning. 
on this planet Earth, and that was Jesus. God did this through his son, Jesus. It didn't end there. Our calling, our individual calling. God's, we are God's sons and daughters. And it's the same thing. We are God's neon sign. We are to do what he asks us to do. Wherever we are, we are to show God's love, his character, and integrity of the Father. We are called to grow in that each day. And he is using us to be the light. God has placed all of us right where we are supposed to be right now. We are placed in our workspaces with friends, with family members for a reason, with neighbors. We are to demonstrate and show the love of the Father. Keep an eye open for people to pray for during the week at your job, while you're out at the store, or with your family. Learn to be obedient. Learn to care for people and be available. Take time to be available for others. So I don't want to sound crazy right now, but do you guys understand that everyone is, people are watching you. <laughs> if you're a follower of God, I mean, I people watch too, but that's a different thing. Um, uh, people are watching you. There's people in the world that you are surrounded by that are watching you and how you react to certain situations. Everybody is searching for something. It doesn't matter what it is, you're all searching for something. And your life is being a witness, it's supposed to be a witness, even if you don't even realize it. The Word became a person, Jesus, to be passionately followed, enjoyed, and loved. So we begin to experience the Father's love and catch a glimpse of the love that he has for every human being. What happens is we start to realize that the Father has job assignments for us. The Father has business for us to accomplish. Your business is different from mine. Our job assignment is unique. He has designed us all differently. He's so creative. There are certain people that I could never reach, but you could. And there's certain people that I could reach that you could never reach. I'm going to read Psalm 23.5. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. In Psalm 23, this is an example of when David... David wrote the psalm, um, one of my favorite books of the Bible. Um, he meditated with God. Through this process, God began to speak to David. The psalms are, are actually just a reflection of God beginning to teach, uh, to teach David about his eternal nature. And one day, God gave David a picture and said, I have a table for you, and it is for you. One, one question I would ask you is, would you have enough faith to believe that there is a table for you? This table is unique and set just for you. On that table is everything you will need to fulfill your destiny and to be the person God has called you to be. Emotionally, physically, spiritually healthy. 
There is provision for loneliness. God can fill the void of loneliness. How about anxiety? We all face some type of anxiety to certain levels. The provision to have less anxiety is at the Lord's table. How about aging? Many of us have parents that are aging, maybe even parents or grandparents who are ending their journey. As family members age, you can find grace at the Father's table. You can find provision and treasure those memories and moments with your aging friends and family. Raising children takes a lot of grace, like Heather was saying. (laughs) A lot of grace. (laughs) Careers, the uncertain economy, your marriage. There is so much brokenness in this world today. There are failures in our parents, broken marriages or relationships, addictions, so many different things that are difficult to to control or overcome. But we can overcome them as we learn to sit at the Father's table, spend time with Him, break bread with people. Your ministry, your calling, your job, whatever God has placed in your heart, He provides supernaturally for you to obtain that. God's plans are so much bigger than ours, and we can trust Him at the Lord's table. We have, a clear, we have to clear out our plate for, of our ideas and capture God's vision. He has a vision for you. He wants you to be holy, or whole spiritually, physically, emotionally, and He wants you to reach people around you. He has people strategically plant, uh, placed in your life that he wants you to reach. Sitting at the Father's table can give you purpose and significance. I'm going to read Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. The Lord is good. So I'm going to ask everyone, um, I enjoy doing this because this just kind of like makes it more intimate and just time with you and God. I'm going to ask everyone if you just close your eyes and um, just participate with me today. Um, I want you to picture a table. And on that table is everything you need. It's not just physical food. It is the financial provision you need. It's the emotional provision you need. It's the grace you need right now for the difficulties that you're facing. Or the spiritual battles you're in. As you're praying for others to come to know God. Some of you are praying for places outside of the U.S., other countries. God has heard your prayers. And there is provision at the Father's table for that. And as you're sitting in a chair, and your name is labeled on that chair because you belong to the Father's table, as you look across the table, as the Father is standing on the other side of that table, what is his expression? Is he smiling? Is he frowning? Maybe he's angry or even a blank expression. 
Okay, maybe you don't even know what he's communicating. Kind of like a poker face. You don't know your ability to receive. Or our ability to receive is our perception of the Father's love, which determines our ability to receive him at the table. So I want to encourage you to give him permission to show you any wrong concepts that you have of him. I want to encourage you to say, yes, God, I am willing for you to go through my entire being. I'm wanting you to go through my entire being. Jesus wants to come to those places of hurt where you have pain, physically, emotionally, where you have been disappointed. And he wants to reveal his love to you. He wants to reveal his love to all of us individually. And he wants to remove any obstacles that keep you from having a vibrant, intimate relationship with him. You guys can open your eyes if you're... But the Father is the kindest person in this entire universe, and there is no one better than him. He is the wisest, most loving, and he wants you to know him in a deep way. He wants to use our open hearts to serve him, and he wants to heal the pain, bruised, and hardened hearts. So in a moment here, music team, and um, I would just like to have everyone stand up with me this morning, and um, in the closing prayer. So last week when was talking about restored, being restored. And this week, I wanted to share about sitting at the Father's table, spending time with Him as a good place to get restored. And listening to the Father's heart, what does He want you to do right now? What is He calling you to be obedient about? So I just want to encourage you to Our 
Richard Blessing to 